20 past six and um I'm leaving this podcast midweek because usually I do the Sunday morning thoughts podcast but um I just wanted to leave a little message as to why I deleted my last podcast I had a streams and listeners any like I, I don't know if I, I can't tell it's really difficult to tell with podcasts to like quantify how many people are actually listening but I had some listeners which is good not loads but some and uh I had to cancel that podcast. The reason being is because, I don't know if you know, but I was diagnosed with manic depression or um, bipolar disorder in 2009. And to be honest with you, my life has never, ever been the same since. To, just, never, my life's never been the same since January 2009. Before that, I was just a normal person, had you know loads of friends, loads of, you know... <laughs> it's a different world, really. Now I look back, because it's, it's so far away now, I've forgotten what it's like to feel like normal. Um, and have like normal bunch of friends, circle of friends, of all of which I lost when I when I became um, uh, unwell for the first time. Um, and rightly so, because some of the things I said and did were absolutely outrageous, like to the level that I had to be hospitalised, and I, I'm always hospitalised whenever I get to, uh, ill in that way. But the trouble was that is, as I said, tend to go on the internet and cause like a load of chaos and put all kinds of shit on there, like personal things. You know, I've doxxed myself a million times before. I'm not frightened of being doxxed or anything. Like I've shown everything on social media, bar my body. You know, not everything, but you know what I mean? Um, so, but the thing is, that's why I deleted it because I did a load of podcasts when I was in the hospital, whilst I was in the hospital. And I can't remember what I said. I'm too scared to go and even look back and listen to it. But I realised that when I had my other podcast for my statistics, people were still listening to those episodes and they were the most popular episodes. I, I admit that because they were fucking crazy. But I just want to make a little market. I've got no listeners right now, so I know I'm just speaking to myself at this point. But I, if this, this podcast takes off in the future, I want to be able to cover myself, like not cover myself, but just so that you know, because I've had 10 years of this, of 10 years of going insane on the internet, on off the internet, online, offline, everywhere. And after 10 years of apologising, in not just through words, doing things for people, trying to make up to people all the damage and I've caused through the things I've said or done, um, I've done it more, so many times now. Believe me, I'm exhausted to the point I can't apologise for it anymore. I can't because it's not, I'm not in control of it. It should be obvious. Do you know what I mean at this point? You know, um, I, the only thing I could liken it to is like Tourette syndrome in a sense, except for it happens a lot not as frequently but could you imagine if someone who had texted had to apologize every time they said oh fat cow you fat cow or something like that or every insult they call you yeah I can understand that in the back of your mind you're thinking do they really think that probably think that people think that about me like what I say and things that come out with but you know if I had to apologize every time they did that can you imagine how exhausting that is that's how I feel like after 10 years I couldn't give a toss if someone finds something you know on me on the internet and says why did you write that I said because I was unwell you know I was unwell really unwell so you can do it, you know, cancel me, whatever. You know, I've got nothing to cancel. Do you know what I mean? I'm at the bottom, really. So I won't say I'm at the bottom. You know, it could always be worse. But I have been to the bottom many, many times because of my illness. So in that sense, um, I'm not... I don't feel responsible for it. I used to, a lot. And I used to spend all, so much energy every time, whenever it happened, every 18 months, having to make up to everybody, do everything. And then it happened again. You know, and you know how to exhort, you know, how, like, can I just explain to you how it feels like to humiliate yourself? Constantly. I'm used to it now. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to feel bad, like humiliation bad, because I've done it to myself so many times during my illness. Um, but <sighs> what can I say? Uh, all I'm going to say is that everybody's going to have some kind of illness in their life. Unfortunately, this was mine, and it happened to me like 10 years ago, and 
ever since then my life has never been the same I don't have the same friends I don't have the relationship I had I lost my relationship I lost all my friends I lost everything my reputation everything you know um so you know I just want you to know I'm not going to apologize if it happens again I I won't be apologizing it for the sake of my own self-esteem because can you imagine what this illness does to your self-esteem like seven times it's knocked me down and I've had to get up again and drop the weight again every single time I come you know like hospital or whatever because you're forced medication you can't avoid it you're forced even if you're allergic doesn't matter I was allergic and it doesn't matter they'll just give it to you anyway regardless if your whole body swells up which mine did regardless if your feet swell up which mine did regardless if whatever they don't care really they just they don't care okay that's the first thing you need to learn about mental health teams in the UK generally in London they don't care generally they don't care because it's just a job to them so don't expect any caring from people like your feet are exploding or whatever so that's why I didn't clap on the NHS every week everyone else like that they're clapping absolutely not won't clap will not clap yeah I'm grateful for it to a point but not when it actually actually damaged my health more than they've actually helped. So no, it's a no clap from me, you know. My whole purpose of making this album, my whole purpose of making money so that I can go private hospital and never, ever have to go to an NHS psychiatric, whatever again, if ever I, get, ever, ever I get unwell. That's my whole drive. I'm not in this to like, get, yeah, it'd be lovely for you to hear my music and stuff like that. But, you know, if I was really that determined and joy, I would have done it ages ago. I've never been like ambitious to the point that I just want to be known for the sake of being known or I want to be known people to know my music for what why unless they're going to pay for it do you know what I mean and then then I can improve my life that way but to be honest with you I don't have any romantic notions about music whatsoever other than the fact of how it's created it it honestly it it amazes me I think sometimes when I've written a song I know I didn't write it because if I could write that good I would do it all the time so to me, it's like a little bit of an evidence of there's something out there doing, you know? So I've lost my complete train of thought. The point is, is that, you know, if I say anything mad, do anything mad on this particular podcast stream, now you know why, okay? So, um, yeah, it's not nice, honestly, having a... It's not nice, like, being diagnosed with something... Like, it's not nice going insane for the first time in your life. By the way, when this... I've got, I got to explain this. I think my illness is partly self-inflicted, partly through magic mushrooms, um, acid and things I did like my teenage years and in my like early 20s and uh, and also had a huge, huge head injury as a child. I didn't know this like until I read like a little bit more in depth into, uh, they call it mental health, but it's, I, I don't, you know, I'm a pretty, I'm very strong, first of all. To me, my particular, this, they call it, they've diagnosed it bipolar, but it feels like there's a neurological problem in my brain that's what it feels like to me that's all I know it doesn't it's nothing to do with my mood it's nothing to do with how badly people treat me all the time it's nothing to do with any of those things I think those things are elements like they're part of it that can level raise my stress enough for me to get triggered into a mania you know it can happen like that that can but it has to happen with a lot of other things including lack of sleep stress you know just stress then I get ill or um yeah, so it's kind of like, I, I'd love to know what it is. But I don't see the point in trying to treat something when you have no idea what's causing it. Because especially when I'm allergic to a lot of the medications. So lithium would have been my choice, but after 10 years, it's going to, you know, it's going to pack in, it's going gonna, it's gonna to screw your liver, kidneys up for sure. After about 10, 15 years, you can't be on it forever, you know. Um, so they're, they're only going to take you off it, in which case you're going to immediately go into relapse 
and that's what happens when you say thankfully I don't take medication so I don't relapse because of them take coming off medication I relapse because something's wrong um so to me that's not a solution so what's the point I'd rather go periodically I know that's a that's a that's a that's a, I don't know sometimes I think to myself am I mad because I should if I want your 10 years of peace just take the shit um but I also want to keep my organs <laughs> and I want, I want to be healthy you know so I do care about my health so it's just it's just one of those things anyway in my mind I'm convinced it's a neurological problem as opposed to an emotional and mental health problem um and I need and uh, yeah there's nothing I can do about it so I just have to live with it so now you know okay so if if, if I say magic and by the way it's not an excuse you'll know the difference you'll be able to tell that's a good thing you'll be able to tell by listening to me now and listening to me when I'm unwell you'll be able to see the difference like usually I'm rude incredibly rude um very rude indeed actually anyway so that's why guys so um I mean even the court of law under you know accepts that you there's a diminished responsibility which I completely understand now having now been on the other side you know been you know I wasn't allowed to do jury service because I've got a mental health problem I remember when I got it through the post I remember thinking why have I never been asked to do jury service and then it did happen literally like straight away I thought whoa and then um, I had to tick a box where if you've ever been sectioned under the Mental Health Act and I had to tick it so that meant I was voided and I swear to God that really affected me I thought wow like in a court of law I'm not even allowed to sit on the jury because they they that I'm not because I'm not of sound mind I can't be basically my opinion is invalid in a court of law in which case it's fine by me it goes both ways if I, if my my if I can't be on jury then I can't be you know I be, can't be held responsible for any of my actions in that sense any any even when I'm so called well, because if I'm not even so called well, you know, anyway, so yeah, so that's fine. I feel like I was upset for ages about it. And then finally I turned it into a positive and said, well, if I ever get taken to court for any reason, you know, I do have a diminished responsibility if I was unwell at the time, which only I will be, only I and, and I will be, only a doctor will be able to tell you. So, but to be honest with you, anyone could tell you I was ill. The only reason doctor knows I have a problem is because somebody saw it first before him. So anyway, point is, is that, um, <sighs> why am I talking about this I fucking hate talking about mental health it's boring and I oh that's the other thing I don't get I don't really I get depressed but for very good reason I've never in my life been depressed um they call it bipolar disorder but let me tell you my story and see what you think whether it's a swing of moods or whether it's you know let me tell you it's not a swing of moods at all it is but it isn't right so you end up going manic and you have these mad thoughts like you nothing really makes sense you make connections in my case I don't hear or see things I've never seen anything heard anything audibly never seen things in a psychosis or anything like that my psychosis my particular psychosis and everyone is unique to their own little things you know the only little things they're passionate about things they're not passionate about you know those kind of things that's what happens it's a personalized custom madness that you get <laughs> that you get and uh so I went mad and then everyone ran out everyone left my partner left all my friends gone understandably by the way don't think I don't understand well, I would do the same before I got this illness do you think I would have tolerated somebody going insane and saying oh, things. life is hard enough without having to deal with some, <laughs> some nutcase making you feel worse so I totally get that that's fine but just see my point at the time this is how it was so I lost everything and everyone. And so I was just sitting in a room. I thought I was depressed. Anyone would be depressed if for the first time being diagnosed with a mad illness, being in a hospital for two weeks, losing your boyfriend, losing all your friends, and nobody talks to you anymore because they're scared of you. Or they, you know, or they don't want to be associated with you anymore. Tell me who wouldn't be depressed because of that. People are depressed when someone cheats, for God's sake. You know, um, 
imagine lo- like losing your partner, all your friends, everything. You know, I for, you know, that's mad. Like you lose all your all your social circles, all your support gone. It wasn't really support, was it? Really, I know, I know that now. But but at the time, you know, I kind of it was devastating. So that's when I, that was when I was depressed. But that's for, for very good reason. And I think people keep saying, oh, when I hear people say oh, I'm depressed and I don't know why. Okay, but I've never experienced that. I've never in my life experienced being feeling sad for absolutely no reason. I should have once or twice, but that's sad. That's not depression. You know, that's feeling sad. You know, um, I don't know. I don't suffer from depression, to be honest. With you. I've never really have in my life. I've always been able to kind of... Um, it's the thing that scares me is the mania and the psychosis. That's the scary bit. Because I'll start running around having amazing ideas, trying to make startups and closing bank accounts and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Do you want to hear a funny story? What, during my mania, I called my bank manager a walrus. Right? He was a, he was a quite wide and fat and, um, you know... Yeah, he and I, I just said I don't know why I, I don't know why I said it. I just said it out. I think I was impatient for something, obviously. And I just said, "Oh, you walrus," and he started crying. He started crying, and then uh, I went back again with because I didn't have a bank account because I, I closed it basically because I wanted my money that quickly. I just wanted to, I don't know why I closed it. I closed it anyway. And so can you imagine like I had to deal with like I had no ID because I threw that away. I usually during a mania, what I do my psychosis, I throw all my belongings away. I can't tell you how many times I've thrown my stuff away. Um, uh, and that kind of makes sense. That's kind of me, to be honest, all over, because I'm, I'm not a very materialistic person at all. At all. At all. All I've really, you know, the things I value, really value, like, uh, I really value having a family. I really do. I really value family life. That's the kind of lifestyle I would have wanted for myself. I would never expect myself to be in this And the only reason I am in this situation is because of what happened in 2009 in my illness. There's no way I would have been, like, single at this point. No way. Um, I know it's because of the illness. And it's sad because... It's funny because women... If it's a guy that's got a mental health problem, women are w- way more um, accepting and understanding and will nurture, whereas men, if you get ill as a woman, they run a mile quite often. In my experience, they run a mile. I know there's good ones out there, don't, don't at me. But I don't think men can handle being... I don't know... Yeah, it's pretty sad, really, that that happened that way. But I don't mind because you know I see so much. You know, whenever I feel a little bit down about my situation, why did I have to be inflicted with this insanity thing? Because it's the scariest kind of illness you can have, in a way, in a way, you know, losing all control of your mind and decision making is over overrun by something completely foreign, like something you would never really do normally. Um. It's a very scary. I think it's one of the illnesses people. That's why people fear dementia and fear, you know, things that take over because that take over your mainframe, basically your brain. Um, but that's fine, you know. That's okay. I, I self-inflicted. I accept it. I've moved, you know. I'm gonna do my best to try and maintain my health as best as possible, physically, emotionally, and everything else as much as I possibly can. And that's all I can do because I, there is no cure. There's they don't have the answers. I'm not having their band-aid medication. It doesn't work, you know. Um, so, so I'm stuck with it. That's okay, you know, because I've been blessed in so many other ways, like in my life. I tell you. Um, oh, there's one thing I really hate: is people feeling sorry for me. Oh, please don't. You know, yeah, I might have a mental health problem or like some problem, but you know, everyone's got problems. Everyone, you never know. Might yours might be worse than mine. 
you might have a horrible, horrible situation on your hands. Or I don't know. It could be anything. But yeah, I hate sympathy. I don't like people feeling so- sorry for me at all. It makes me feel really. Oh, that's the worst feeling. I feel like, you know, ooh. So. And I find, and I also with that, I hate people that look for, like, I was on TikTok the other day, people begging for, um, what's the word? Uh, sympathy. Oh, that's the one thing that gets, when people, when I, when I, when I, I tell you now, when I get a whiff of sympathy manipulation, right, you get more than the reverse from me. Because I hate, that's the one thing I hate the most. You know, I hate it. I hate it. Okay, um, I'm going to go, but I just wanted to, like, leave that as a disclaimer. Probably no one will listen to this, but if anything happens in the future, I can always point to this episode and say, look, I did mention this before, and it's the very reason why I've deleted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. But, Jesus, man, I'm entitled to... I could cancel all my social media many times over. But, yeah, I do have an, a, a, a problem, yeah, an illness that they've, that they've diagnosed and stuff. But should that really stop me from using social media? I don't know. I can't be responsible with it, so I just thought... I can normally, like, but for three months out of every five years, possibly I might go insane and cause a lot of problems. So I don't know what to do. It feels unfair because I really love doing Instagram stories, you know. But there's a part of me that has to kind of think, okay, be responsible, you know. You might have enjoyed Instagram stories, but when you called someone so <laughs> a stinking gap tooth, that wasn't... <laughs> as funny as it was. Anyway, uh, see you later.